0: Hello and welcome to a judge's guide to the 2022 World Cup. I am your host Richard Churchill and joining me to preview the runners and riders in Qatar is everyone's favourite Birmingham City fan returning um, hero, should we call him, Adam Walker. Hello Adam.
1: Hey Mr Church, how are you?
0: I'm very well, thank you pal. Very well, nice to have you back on one of these. And I think making his debut. I believe maybe. Oh no, you
2: you did the Euro twenty twenty podcast as well, didn't you, James Kennedy? Evening, Church, thanks for having me back after a forgettable debut. Oh, after a very forgettable <laughs> debut,
0: I believe <laughs> that's that when you and I were quite high on Turkey um, in 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 that podcast. So
1: yeah, it's glad right. to see
0: that we got back together. Um, were you
2: quite um, high on Christian
1: Eriksen as well, okay, yeah.
2: Yeah, did my best to finish him off with the weight of my nap, (laughs) but um, yeah, bounce back, which is good to see. Indeed.
0: And finally, a man that has the cards markets by the absolute grey and poles, it's Aaron Crosby. Welcome, Aaron.
3: I know you've picked me up too much there, I feel, Uh, (laughs) with the the distinct lack of card markets that seem to be available.
0: (laughs) That is, yes, that is a worry. Uh, No, no, no sort of card markets around, but that will not uh, stop us from finding the bets, finding the value, the perceived value, certainly. Uh, And we will start, uh, as we mean to go on, by just cracking on. Group A. This is arguably the most open group of them all. Uh, Netherlands, Senegal, Qatar, Ecuador. Qatar making their debut... At a World Cup, of course, Netherlands are your favourites to conquer the group. Uh, They uh, come in, he says, quickly scrolling, uh, odds checker. Uh, They come in at uh, two on. Yeah, give or take, we'll go with two on. Uh, Senegal in at nine to two. Ecuador, six to one. And Qatar, your rank outsiders, about 14 to one. So I'll start with Adam. You, I introduced you first. Netherlands are your two-on favorites. Is that
1: fair in your opinion? Do you would you would you be backing them at two-on or probably you... fair? But I, I don't really fancy them. So yeah, I don't think I'll be backing them at that price. Um, their squad is is a bit of a mix and a match. Um, a lot of aging. Players in there with with a mix of some younger guys, but I don't I don't really fancy them to to progress in the tournament. But you know, I think they're obviously going to qualify as the group. Um, it's it's the weakest group of the lot for me, Um and yeah, that squad should probably qualify, but I certainly wouldn't be backing them if I wanted to. No,
0: that's, that's fair enough. Uh JK, looking at the squad, I think the defense is what stands out to me. Every team I looked at while sort of doing this preview is oh I really like their their attacking creativity I love the idea of them going forward especially some of the favorites right you think about Brazil or Argentina you can sort of almost picture them on on the counter or or going forward and sort of pouring forward with creativity and pace with with the Netherlands I don't think that's the case I think it's the defense that really stands out a back three of Van Dijk Delit and maybe Julian Timber, the young boy from Ajax. Or I mean, there's there's just sort of talent across that defense. Denzel Dumfries, of course, had a great Euros. Do you think that having a strength in defense is the key to maybe going far? And more importantly, do you think a, a weak attack, or do you agree that it's a weak attack? And how important could that be?
2: I mean, I think so. Gary Southgate showed that a strong defense is can get you very far in in tournaments. So yeah, critical. To, to have, I don't think there'd be many winners of the over the years that haven't had a superb so event. So yeah, obviously a good thing. Really, they're more than fair favourites to win the group. Like Adam said, it's, it's one of the weakest groups. I think it's actually one of the most fascinating groups for reasons I'll, I'll come to. Um, but I I, I, uh, I wouldn't be piling into them at one to two. Um, Memphis is obviously the star man, but he's barely played this year. You have to doubt about how kind of on it he's going to be.
1: Um, G- going to miss the first game, as well, apparently, potentially more. So.
2: Uh, that really. Was, so I, was, I was having a look at the kind of on a tangent here, but like looking look at Cody Gap, Gap uh, possible top scorer. Um, obviously, player to watch scores plenty of odds. If Memphis is even playing or is going to be struggling then, I don't know if that six to one will still be there then in that case, but I thought that was a, a very interesting angle for it. And yeah, he's probably a player to watch anyway. I think he could have a big tournament if if Netherlands go far, but I'm not convinced they will. I,
0: I certainly agree on the Gakpo shout. I think he's the one that stands out to me. I like Stevie Bervine, former Tottenham player and a man that's found some goals this season. But Aaron, when when you're looking at the Dutch score, is there, is there anything that stands out for you in terms of top, got top team scorer? Or, I mean, yeah, what what's your bet around the Dutch, if any?
3: For me, I think the... <clears throat> Uh, the, the thing that is least convincing about the Netherlands squad is I think they're really struggling in the goalkeeping department. Um, <clears throat> I think in, I think they will be okay in the group and I echo what the, the rest of the guys saying that they should really qualify from this group with nine points. But I think come, you know, the knockout stages, they'll quickly get found out against tougher opposition. Uh, they're struggling. Uh, the goalkeepers haven't been convincing whatsoever. Um <clears throat> And I just look at that attack and, you know, the, the likes of sort of Luke De Jong, Noah Lang. Uh, I know you mentioned Stephen Bervine, um, obviously Cody Gatpo has been playing well for, uh, for PSV, but he, he's not sort of had that sort of world stage really that he's, that he's done it on yet. And I just, I just, I think they're going to lack goals in terms of when they get to the knockout stages. And um, I think they'll struggle against bigger teams. I mean, you, you look at Van Haal's team from uh, when they reached the uh, semi-finals, um, they had a, a focal point in Robin Van Persie up front, who scored four goals. And I think that that squad the squad that they're they're taking to to Qatar really lacks that. Um I mean the defense we speak, spoke about the defence. I I would even go as far as saying the the, the defence isn't convincing me this season. I mean Virgil van Dijk, for me, looks an absolute shadow of the player that he was maybe one, two seasons ago. Uh, There's a U fan. Yeah, I mean, obvi- <laughs> a United fan. Obviously, I'm, I'm going to highlight that, but I, I don't think it's a surprise that, you know, Liverpool's sort of... Uh, Liverpool's decline this season has coincided with a bit of a drop in form for van Dijk. And I certainly think that's a, a little bit of a worry for the, the Dutch side as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, go on.
1: Adam. Yeah, just I agree that a lot of the, the, the defenders have got names, but are they really in form? Um
3: so that Yeah, even even Delict, I mean he's he's gone from uh he's gone from uh Juve to uh, to Bayern and he, he's not looked convincing um at all really. Um I mean I think... like you said very big names but the in the the, the form that they're taking in isn't the greatest. I think that's fair. I, I maybe this is counterintuitive, but
0: I'm not absolutely massively worried about form, just generally the form coming into again because you see players play differently for an international team. I mean, obviously from a from an English point of view, we know we know in from having watched Premier League, Harry Maguire is is has been shit for eighteen months, but usually when he plays for England, he is not. And Van Dijk is the beaten heart of that Dutch side. Is a very well heralded player in that in that team in that country. I think I think it could be different. That said, I actually have had a bet on them not to qualify from the group at sixteen to one with William Hill. Now it is a, a Rick, in fairness, because it's six, it's five to one everywhere else, six to one at best, uh, and they even have six to one the stage of elimination to be group stage but in the in the group a not to qualify market they've listed Netherlands at 16 to one uh so a shower of a company <laughs> well had to uh had to make the most of that and that brings me on to a team uh that I think will qualify from this group with or without their star man it's Senegal uh we can't probably can't take quite as long on every team as we have with the Netherlands uh but Senegal will be missing Mane for the first game, maybe longer. It's very reminiscent, I think, of Egypt in 2018 with Mohamed Salah. uh, And unfortunately, it did not come together for them. But looking at the Senegalese squad, this time, it's much stronger than that Egyptian squad. There is a real depth of quality there. They have pedigree in tournaments, having won. uh, African Cup of Nations, of course. Uh, Now that said... On the back of some pretty dodgy results, nil nils, and a late Monday penalty in the group, they the very good chance they didn't even make it out of the group. But for you boys, is there anyone that disagrees with Senegal being the sort of worthy second favourites in this group?
2: Yeah, you do I disagree. disagree. I do disagree. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I, I've actually got them to finish bottom. You've got Senegal to finish uh, bottom. Is that is that mostly based on the, the Marley news, or what? What's driven your that was That was a big factor. It, it, it's it's something I like. I said I find this group really interesting, um, and I'll elaborate now. It's a little more why. And I know we, we'll cut. We haven't. We're speaking about team for team, but if you assume that I know you, Holland probably will, will qualify, probably win the group. Um, Ecuador, like absolutely, absolutely no no mugs at all. I, I don't really rate the Senegal team. There, I know we are talking about whether recent form should matter for much or not, but it's pretty ropey, and no Mane is is big. I don't think they'll score many goals. And again, we'll, we, I know we will talk about them in a bit, but I'm absolutely convinced that Qatar will qualify. They'll because you don't buy a World Cup for the for this one's running and not beat the likes of Ecuador and Senegal. Like I, you, I know, I know you've probably come here for. Expert judgment and well researched analysis, but their games are going to be you're going to see some very weird decisions going on. Um, so I'm and so most of you will probably disagree because because I'm adamant Qatar will qualify, I have Senegal not qualifying, and I think they'll fi- uh, therefore, I think they're value to finish bottom. Interesting, I, I think.
0: I, I mean, look, I love the angle, I definitely think there's an aspect of uh, yes, potential dodginess with, with Qatar. I, that can't be ignored. I wouldn't want personally to invest too heavily on a conspiracy,
2: uh, <laughs> to be honest. And probably well, I'm not very good football puns there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and for me, with Qatar, this is this is a weird team. They've been in a training camp for eight months, basically. The league finished it in only in, in like August, but the reality is, most of this team have been together for eight months solidly.
1: What was yeah. a, the so, last team to do that? Were South, South Korea, North. I think. South Korea does Yeah. Like, they got yeah. uh, uh, on, trying... on the back
0: of some very dodgy referees.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's why I, I can kind of see the brown bag angle uh, of what, what JK is saying here. I'm still not sure whether that is going to be enough to, to put them through the group, but I think they probably will overachieve. Lots of people, you know, backing them not to win a game, not to score a goal, when I think this 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 group is going to be very tight and i think it's going to be a very defensive group as well i think um we mentioned van gaal is the type of manager to 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 be pragmatic pragmatic um senegal won that uh, africa cup based on on a very solid defense lots of draws lots of low scoring games um and then yeah i think qatar potentially going to play a very spanish style they've, they've got a spanish coach i think Xavi has still got quite some influence there and um, they'll, they'll play a very sort of possession-based game. So, yeah, I mean, in terms of Senegal, I, I'm with Church. so I, th- I think they, they can go far. And I, I think they are a decent, decent bet to, to win the group. Um, and I think maybe they're not going to go deep, deep, but I can see them being difficult to beat low-scoring games. And then if, if you get Mane back, last group game of the of of the groups and then into the knockouts I, I think they could potentially shock uh, but one, one thing I thought about that is if they have got a very tight defence and they, they can go a bit further in the tournament I do think that um, Mende as the Golden Glove winner You are an absolute insane. prick you are a prick
0: <laughs> that is so frustrating
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you, can, you can get hundreds you can get hundreds on that and I think to me he is he's, he's kind of underrated as a keeper I think he is Maybe not in that really top echelon, but he's he's a very good keeper, and I think if if they do well, he'll do well, and and potentially that's that's a decent bet.
0: Yeah, wow. I can completely agree. I said they they started Afcon slowly, but they don't concede goals. They they are set up strongly, and that is what you need to go far in the tournament. If if you like Senegal, the only angle for me is to back Mendy at a hundred to one to win the Golden Glove. That is exactly what I wrote. I I. I think that they're a fair price to qualify, but I'm not particularly interested. I'm more interested in the other team in this group that we've not actually spoken about yet, which is Ecuador. Um, but just very briefly on Qatar, this is a team that lost to Linfield, who are currently six in the Northern Irish Premiership. They lost to Linfield. Uh, they lost to Croatia's under-23s. And I think probably more importantly than both of those, they lost to Canada 2-0. And looking at that friendly... Uh, back in, I think it was September. That was two full strength teams: the Canadian team that started that game and the Qatari team that started that game. Are from a from a source that I was looking at online are the two sort of expected 11s uh, for the for each of those two teams' first World Cup games, and they were completely dominated according to the stats uh, in that game. And Canada are one of the probably one of the worst teams in this World Cup, and they were dominated in that. So, whilst there is definitely the angle of corruption. I just, I can't put too much faith in Qatar. They are going, according to John McKenzie of TIFO, uh, they are going to play a high-pressing possession game, which is similar to, you know, Brazil and Germany. But they don't have the quality of the teams like Brazil and Germany. So Mm -hmm. I just, I can't have Qatar. Uh, (laughs) Aaron, Group A, I sort of, yeah, I've hinted that I like Ecuador. Are you with me there? Or is it all about the Dutch to win it and then A, a, a another other uh, for the second?
3: Yeah, I think the Dutch will, will walk the group. I think it's a toying cost between Ecuador and Senegal. I mean, you mentioned Senegal's great defensive <clears throat> sort of record. Ecuador equally don't concede many goals, don't score many goals. Um, <clears throat> that game could potentially be, you know, that that game could potentially be nil nil. I I am I'm, I'm tempted or probably will be uh playing nil-nil and, and trying to trade out of that uh on the exchange at some point. Uh I think it's gonna be an absolute snooze fest that game and it'll probably be nicked late on one way or another. Um That's interesting. I can't get on board with Qatar getting... I, I mean I'd i i I wouldn't be wanting to back them getting uh, zero points or scoring zero goals, but I have found a little angle that I quite like with them. Um, and that's uh, Netherlands to top the group and Qatar to finish last place, uh, to finish bottom, basically. Um, so it doesn't really matter what happens between Ecuador and Senegal. So as long as they finish fourth, first and fourth, um, 15 to 8, I thought was quite a, a decent price uh, available with Skybet. Um, it's same, same market is uh six to four on Paddy Power and Bet Victor, so uh, I think the 15 to eight represents a, a little bit of value there. Interesting.
0: I so I, I I definitely like Qatar to finish bottom overall. I just, yeah, I can't play. I, I again, I'm not going to invest much on anything to do with Qatar. I actually think I will disagree. I think this first game actually could be quite fun, and there could be a, a few goals. Oh, well, not uh, it's not. N, but there could be a couple of goals. Ecuador are very exciting. Uh they're wing backs. They have one of the informed European well strikers in Europe in the end of Valencia, who scored 12 in the Turkish Super League this year, buying Turkey, not the strongest 47. league in the world. But but it doesn't matter. Like he's scoring goals, and that is not an uncompetitive league. This is not we're not talking no. about the Albanian second tier here. He is a tallied man for them, and he will uh, be taking the pens of course uh, Ecuador whilst they conceded the fewest goals in comedy ball qualifying uh, aside of course from Brazil and Argentina they scored the most uh, in qualifying as well besides uh, Brazil and Argentina uh, yeah, and yeah. a stat that Ray Forrester friend of the uh, podcast I suppose Ray Forrester uh, gave, they led all World Cup qualifying in set piece shots on target in set piece XG and set piece goals, 35 percent of their goals in qualifying came from set pieces and Brighton's uh, Estupinian is their set piece specialist um so I quite like him at six to one to get an assist against well so he's six to one against Qatar to get an assist which seems like a big price and if he's like they're gonna they're gonna get chances you would like to think from set pieces so six to one if you can get six to one in, in the first two or three games. Then I would quite like him to register at least one assist across.
1: Yeah, the the other Brighton lad is a hell of a player as well, isn't he, Casido? Yeah, Mike uh, I-, there, I-, I believe he plays a little bit more uh, advanced uh, for um, Ecuador. Um, so yeah, I mean, just to follow on though about the amount of goals. So yeah, Ecuador did score a decent amount in the World Cup, but in the last thirteen games since that, they've only been averaging like. Um, 0.75 goal again. Uh, very keeping it very tight, and I think that to me just points that this group could be a low-scoring one. Um, and for that reason, i like, I like this group to be the lowest-scoring group. Uh, you can get you can get thirteen to two about that, and I think I think that's a
2: fair shout. Yeah, yeah. I was just looking at that, following you guys <clears throat> saying a lot of the nil nils um, and um, low-scoring games. Interesting. It's quite I thought it would be shorter than that. Um, just to show I'm not a complete tin hat. Loon, the the best <laughs> bet actually for Qatar. Is, uh, to try, I have to, she's done some research, it seems they to share round their penalty takers a little bit. But Almoez Ali is the favourite to be their top scorer, but it looks like he takes most of the pens. Like as I said, if if you think you know there'd be the odds, even just a regular decision, so they score a goal, it's going to be it's more like more likely going to be a penalty. I think he's about seven to two, maybe some four to one around that. If for anyone wanting an interest in in to join the conspiracy train, that's probably yeah. A will it bet. be a dodgy pen?
1: <laughs> probably, probably go to
2: the <laughs> is there any other kind yeah <laughs> any, any game any honest but yeah you you might if, there, if any of the games nil you know nil nil getting to the sixty or sixty fifth minute, just keep your eye out for something slightly dubious happening in the in the box, but yeah, look we'll see hopefully it's a nice clean game, um we want to see that we want the winners to be football at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, no. Um, interesting group. I th- for what it's worth, if if I'm completely wrong, I think Ecuador will qualify. Uh, and st- I stick by Senegal not having a good tournament.
0: Okay, so you're going for Qatar and Ecuador, Aaron. You've gone for no. Netherlands and one of the other two, uh, Senegal. I think probably over Ecuador. Was it? I
2: mean, yeah. no. Sorry. Oh, sorry, Aaron. Oh, JK. Come on, mate. I, I thought you'd gone for q- Qatar and Ecuador. No. I'm going. I'm naming. I'm Netherlands and Qatar.
0: Netherlands and Qatar. Okay. Yeah, i was
2: saying if if it turns out Qatar have an absolute stinker, then it will be Ecuador that that qualifies. Right, okay.
0: Okay. So we've named three. You've named three of the four teams to qualify. There. That's very good. Uh, <laughs> and Adam, you've got the Qatar's Dut- with the group as well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I've got, got, got. Yeah, we potentially Senegal winning the group.
0: Okay. Uh, very quickly, fifteen to eight. Netherlands first. Qatar fourth for Aaron. Uh, Adam, 13 to 2, lowest scoring group, Group A, and 100 to 1 on Edward Mendy, Golden Gloves. Uh, JK, Cody Gakpo, top Dutch scorer at 7 2, and Almarez Ali, top Qatari scorer at 7. Uh, sorry, Gakpo, 6 to 1, Almarez Ali, top Qatari scorer at 7 to 2. I've got uh, Enna Valencia, top Ecuadorian scorer at 11 to 4, and Estupinian to register an assist against, well, I've 6 to 1 against Qatar. I'll go with that one. Uh, right, we probably can't take twenty-five minutes per group, but I think, in fairness, most of the other groups should be quicker. Group B maybe not, because at least we've got enough info on Wales and USA to give some chat to them. England, I don't think we need to add much to the English discourse here. Um, like in the end, does anyone have any opinions that sort of differ from the m- the media
1: mean? Adam, I'm looking. Yeah, at you I think. England, I think England will go deep, and I think they can win the tournament. I mean, isn't, uh, isn't that the
0: expectation from the media? And like, but gem, like the gem, like general, not stupid media. I think that
1: I think that would be fair to say that's the expectation. It's certainly not the expect as high as expectation was going into the Euros. I think there's there's a much more negative feel around the manager, the team. They're on a pretty piss poor run uh, in the Nations League and didn't qualify in the same manner as normal. Um, So, yeah, maybe I am with the mainstream media then. I I think they'll do well. I I don't see any reason why this team can't do well. Um, The same old issues persist. Obviously, defensively, we're not as strong as we could be. I think that's obviously the weakness of the team. But obviously, injuries at fullback as well is, is, is an issue. But from there, I think... The lineup stands up to any any of the teams in the tournament, really. Yeah, I think the, I mid, the midfield think, and the strikers—you know—you you can't knock that. I agree.
0: I think that uh, very quickly. I think that the general sort of thing around uh, the English media looking at England is they concentrate on the weaknesses of England and concentrate on the strengths of the teams. Whenever people talk about Brazil or Argentina, they talk about the better players, the attacking players. They never talk about how Brazil are really quite ranked, at fullback, like England are about to be. Uh, Uh, And Argentina. And and Argentina as well. Um, Whereas, yeah, I I agree, Walker. I think England have shown tournament pedigree. The the squad maybe is missing, well, it it is missing a couple of key players through injury. Kyle Walker's not going to be playing the first game either. Um, But look, I think, I think that they will go far. The one better running that I quite like is nine to one for them to score five points in the group. I don't see them being fodder for any of the other two, the other three teams in the group. I see them being undefeated. But it's England and it's World Cup and complacency can get there. So a, cup, a draw or two wouldn't surprise me. It's a,
1: it's a difficult group as well, Church. I think it's underrated. Like, n- nobody mentions this as the group of death, but I think this is the highest... FIFA yeah, ranking. Exactly. By you, by you had all the ranking. FIFA rankings together, it's, it's the lowest. There's, there's no, we'll move on to Wales, but ultimately they have tournament pedigree and they're no mugs. So I don't yeah. think there's an easy game in this group. I agree. So I, I, but I just, whilst I
0: do agree with that, I think England have got enough to, to obviously more than hold their own, but to be relatively comfortable, but also at times you can be comfortable and still draw 1-1. One, one. Like, so I, the the nine to one about uh, five points just interests me because it's a bit too big. I of, of the different combinations of not losing a game, that's the one I think. Oh, that that is a bit too big for me. Um, but otherwise, I've got nothing to add in England. Uh, Aaron, do you want to add to the discourse? Uh,
3: I, I I don't think we're going to go deep this time. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it, obviously, I, I want to see us. I want to see us go and win it, but I just can't see it this time around. I think the again, defensively, I just think that it's going to be a worry. Um, I don't think he's, I mean, Jordan Pickford, you can't fault. Uh, you talked about these players that have different form for when they play for England versus their club. Jordan Pickford's probably the best example of that in recent years. Been absolutely woeful at times for Everton, but then puts on an England shirt and looks like the world's best. Is um, I, th- I think he's he's heavy odds on to uh, to start the first game for England. Uh, like Gareth uh, likes his likes his favourites, which is evident in the fact that he's picked Harry Maguire as well. Um, the less I say about Harry Maguire, probably the better because we will be here all night. Um, I don't think he should be in the squad, like even based on. You know, previous England performances, um, I just, I think he's he looks a shadow of, of the player that uh, he did in the last tournament. Um, and I think he, it says something that he's now fourth choice. Uh, he's lost the club captaincy at Man United and he's now essentially the fourth choice centre-half. Um <clears throat> They don't look like the same team that is in the Euros. And I just think that just like in the final against Italy, I just think against the top teams in midfield they although Bellingham is is obviously a, potentially a future Ballon d'Or winner. Um, Declan next, Rice, year, next year, next year. Declan Rice is obviously a very good uh, midfielder, but I just think they lack that. Sort of world class midfielder that can get hold of a game and and dictate the tempo. Um, I, I think we saw in the Euros final, Marco Verratti absolutely dominated that game and just uh, essentially, as soon as England went 1 0 up, uh, they retreated into their shell, wanted to hit Italy on the break, and, and Verratti just controlled that game, really. And I think that will be the case again when they got if they. Well, I expect them to get through the group, but I think come the quarterfinals, I think that they may struggle coming up against a team that um, might be able to control the game in midfield a little bit better. Fair enough. Uh, that's a yes
0: to have you got anything to add to the discourse
3: then. Uh, yeah, I, 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 it's, fair, it's fair
0: enough. I mean, I, I, I don't agree, as I said, uh, but I, yes, I think that's fair enough. JK, quickly on England, and then give me a sort of your team that you think may... Provide the best challenge,
2: yeah. My, my two, like, I'm not much to add to the thing. I, I think I got, I got, I was well on the Gary out uh train for a while in the build up, but he's here, you know, the, the guys have been the most successful manager, um, for, but we've had a long time, um,
1: ever? and
2: we, yeah, ever, ever, well, ever without a win, I suppose. Um, he did chuck the you know, should have won the final, but anyway, um, that experience is going to count for a lot. Um, and I think we'll find a way to get that defence together somehow. I know we haven't shown it in the run up, so like, let's hope that form doesn't count for a lot. I think we'll, I think we'll, I think we'll go all right. I think, I think some of the teams we'll meet have got their own problems, which we will come to later on. So I've, I'd, I'd say semi final, which is about knocked out in the semi final, which is about nine two. I think would be my shout. Um, I think their opener against Iran is uh, it'll be short probably, but unders is an absolute nap. Like couldn't more. Probably be two, probably two. Yeah, that England-Iran game will be yeah, under, under whatever you want. Yeah.
0: One-nil, like, But I agree more. Iran, Iran set up not to concede. They set up to kill any tempo. Very stodgy. They play with two banks of four and a holding midfielder in between the two banks of four. It is... The only thing that's exciting about Iran's team is the, is the goalkeeper, who can throw it 70 yards. Um, which, which is a world record for a man on a football pitch. It is amazing, but unfortunately, if that's your thing, it's not great. Uh, there's discontent in the squad between two of the leaders. Uh, and Well, that's the other thing as well, is they don't really have leaders. They've lost that sort of veteran core. Uh, Moon is basically their best player, and he obviously holds some pretty liberal views compared to other Iranians um, who he plays with. So, just in that squad, they brought Kirosh in, in what, September, after they qualified. And, yeah, Iran could be, for me,
2: one of the worst watches I think, ever. Yeah, yeah it could be really any, awful. Eddie Kiros uh, team is going to be a, a, a bad watch, really. But he's, he's,
1: he's, a, he's a top-class manager, whatever you say about him. He's, he's, is he? Well, he, he's been around the block. He's, yeah, I, I, think he's yeah, I mean, in, in, in fairness, mate, Barry Fry went round the block. <laughs> Another top-class manager. <laughs> I, I, I actually disagree about Iran. I, I think they've got a great chance of qualifying out of the group. Um, oh, sorry.
0: In fairness, and, I'm not saying Iran are absolutely shit. I'm just saying they're a shit watch. Ah, oh, yeah. Uh, like, Essentially, it, I, I, don't, I like. I could see them conceding zero goals, for instance, in the group. Which does tend to mean you probably go through. Sorry, sorry scoring zero <laughs> goals, which does tend to mean you probably won't go through. Uh, but they also may concede zero goals, which could also <laughs> see you go through in a, in a group like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a decent bet for them to finish second. So you can wow. get you can get sixes of that uh, at Ball Sports. I think we'll move on to Wales, but I think their time is. we we'll
0: We keep saying we'll move on to teams. Move the, move the conversation on. <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, I, I do like Iran to qualify. Okay, so Iran to qualify. You don't second, like second you don't like Wales. No, it's over. It's, it's over. The, it's the land of my heritage. It's yeah, not even. Yeah. It's not even started.
0: Like <laughs> they waited fifty eight years. Is it fifty eight years for this? They waited a long time for this. To 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 tell to tell the Welsh it's already over sixty four years. I think. Um, why for World Cup? Uh, yeah, so fifty eight was the last time they qualified. So yeah, John super. Charles. So. It's over, based on the fact that Joe Allen's injured, Gareth Bale hasn't played very much, Aaron Ramsey hasn't played very much, and otherwise doesn't have much quality. Pretty much. Like, how long can you
1: rely on Gareth Bale? You know. Well, if he but, did pop up in the 127th minute of the MLS final. Uh, and is that, that's literally net- what he's done the whole season in the MSL. Uh, like, uh, I, just, I just don't think you can rely on those things for that long. And if you look at the quality of the rest of the squad, that would struggle in the Championship that squad would like it might even go down in the championship. Um I, I know they they do have one of those things which I think is 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 is, a, is something you need to, to, to be successful in the World Cup and is that that's that club feel. That's yes. that you know togetherness. there's no doubt they have that. But you can't keep clinging on that to 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 get you to progress. And I just think if Bale's not at his top level, Joe Allen I thought he'd retired. Ramsey literally hasn't played since the since the Euros. I think that just means they're going to struggle. Well,
0: in, in in first Ramsey he has played since the Euros. He he not only did he play ninety minutes last time out, um, but he he's played ni- he played twelve games for Nice this season, which isn't bad given they've only played thirteen games in league. Um, and he's only thirty one. It's not like he's on the verge of retirement through old age. But he did but- absolutely nothing at Juve. I, I,
2: I, well, main, and, main, and fine, but I
0: know, but I don't think that matters too much. Like, fine, he wasn't good enough for Juventus when they were trying to win Serie A. But Wales, we're not the saying Wales pro win the World Cup here. If they go through, I think that would be considered a success. And, yeah, no doubt. and I think that you, the club feel, let's face it, I, I mean, Aaron, Wales are sort of vibes FC. Maybe like with with Michael uh with Michael Sheen and the Imahid, uh him before the games, and of course Land My father, which is always rousing. And this is a team, the core of which has been together for a very long time. Rob Page gets it. The Welsh FA, FAW get it. There's they they sort of they're doing it right, so to speak. And the defense isn't bad. Nico Williams is talented. Ben Davis, Joe Roden, fine, he's not really necessarily done it for Spurs, but whenever he plays Wales, he looks like an absolute beast. Do you, Aaron, do you give them any chance of going through?
3: I think, do you know, I actually, I actually like the other hand price as well. I, I'd have that written down, uh, around to qualify. Um, I, I just think Wales will draw one too many games. I can see them drawing all three games, to be honest. Um, and pretend, well, even potentially losing one of those. Uh, I don't think they're going to win a game. Um, I think they, uh, the form going into it, they've lost four of the last five games. They, they might have had a tough Nations League, but um, yeah, I don't really think... I, I, I think the the fairy tale's over for Wales, I think, um, personally. I think, <laughs> I think, yeah, you know, Gareth Bale, he, he came on and scored the the equalizing goal in the mls cup final but 11 of his 13 appearances uh in the mls have come from the bench how fit is he going to be you know can they really really rely on on him to to produce the goods for them again uh i don't think so this time around uh i've got wales finishing uh third if not bottom of this group Fair enough. Uh, fair enough. I, look, I, I, the 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 bail thing. I actually think he could be a great
0: impact sub. You have to start him, really. Well, of course you do. Um, Jk. For me, the one bet around Wales that I quite like is keeper Moore to be top Welsh scorer, which is available at eleven to two, banging them in for Bournemouth and scores well. Like he's. A big target man, if, especially if this, if this is a team that people don't fancy to go through. If they score two goals, there's a good chance he'll be on the end of one of them because he's six foot six and will stand
2: in the box when there's corners and free kicks. Yeah, I was uh, slightly annoying. I was just warming my pipes up to say, I think Keita uh, Moore to be top scorer for Wales is probably the bet for the uh, thing. I think, obviously, Bales, the other shout, how much time will he play? I think you will get. Uh, he'll save them at some point. I, I think, and... Um, I think he'll definitely score, but yeah, I don't know how much. Keith for is actually playing pretty well, I say say he's playing pretty well, scoring a few goals at the minute. Um Bournemouth coming into the tournament, in decent form. I yeah, I think him to be top scorer for Wales is is a is a is a good shout. Um again against logic, I think I actually think they I think they'll finish second. USA should be finishing second in this. Probably I think Iran will be bottom, uh, put out there now. I don't think they'll score any goals. I think they might draw one or two, possibly probably one. They'll end up losing. By one or two, pretty much every game, I think. Um, see, I think I think because of all the things you spoke about before, the they've got one more, one last hurrah in them. Bale will get them out of trouble at some point. Kiefer Moore's in good form. Um, I think that Wales, Wales USA game will be absolutely critical, um, and I think Wales can edge it in in second.
0: Fair enough. Very quickly on the USA lads, I think they're quite exciting, pacey players, but in the end. Don't trust them, don't trust the defence, they're missing basically all of their good defenders or certainly their good centre-backs, don't trust the keeper, don't really trust them to get the job done, but do like some of their incredibly talented young players, Yunus Musa in the middle looks to be very exciting and yeah, good player. Gio Reyna is probably going to win Golden Boy and I've backed him to be top US scorer at 20-1, there's a chance he'll start up front, which isn't where I've he plays isn't where he plays he's a winger or a 10 but just because they don't have anyone that they trust up front it seems they might they are projected to start him up front in a couple of things i've seen in the us press He'll want to to take one. penalties as well huh? yes i think he does take pens yeah, um get me on so <laughs> I, well, obviously he has to play right so it's one of those where he's not nailed on to be in the start of 11 uh which is why it's 20s but it is 20s uh the other one is Walker Zimmerman, uh, who again put up by Ray, he's a centre back, he's six foot twenty-five or something like that. He's absolutely massive. So if they get again, it's one of these where one of these two teams are gonna get knocked out, Wales or USA. So if you can back Keeper Moore and like it it's yeah, Keeper Moore, Zimmerman, these guys who if you've got a low scoring team, they can attack from set pieces. You've you've got a shot at least a dead heat. So at the bigger price, um Zimmerman is at least thirty-three to one. You might Um, only
2: need a goal. That's the thing. You might only need a goal to win or to split the win, potentially. So that's that's the thing. I think this I think for I think this is a great shout for lowest scoring group for me. I like the case for the group A that you guys have all made, but I I had this noted down for lowest scoring group.
1: Yeah, I've got that as well. Very, very pragmatic coaches, isn't there? and yeah, a few of the teams are lacking uh, cutting edge up front. So yeah. what What
2: price is the lowest scoring group, group B, JK? Uh, I think it was f- uh, I want to say f- one sec 5 to 1 5 to 1 5 to 1 very nice yeah. uh, the only other bet I put up here
0: is another bet in a match that isn't actually available yet but it will be I'm just guessing because I have no idea what the price is but the aforementioned Eunice Musa can absolutely run the show so if USA win a game let's say against Wales then I think he'll be a bet to win man of the match um, which is Partially fan vote based, but mainly uh, based on a panel. Um, and yeah, look, like I can't put a price because the market doesn't exist, but he's probably not going to be your favourite. Um, so I quite like that. Uh,
1: the idea of that, at least. Uh, great to be tipping things that you have <laughs> no concept of the price. A, a couple of things, I'd just like to swim back around to England. Just a couple of players that I think are kind of underrated. I think Trippier is going to be super important for England. I think, He's been amazing for Newcastle. Um, Atleti basically went to shit after he left. He, like, he won the league with Trippier. He left and now they're absolute gash. Um, so like, I think there's a good outside bet that he could get a lot of assists. Um, takes all the set pieces. Will potentially play as a wing-back as well. So may get a lot of crosses in. So him to be top assist of the tournament if England do well at 70s is, 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 is a decent one for me. 70 to 1? Yeah. I also, I like, I obviously like Jude to win a lot of the um, tournament bets. So, he's his favourite for a young player, but I think he, he's obviously going to stand out. But he will get booked. He will get booked in games. So, I'll be looking to back him to score and be carded in every game. Because I think he might get a decent price on that. And I think... He's he's put out that you
0: are, you're you a Birmingham City fan. And, I am a Jude Bellingham re- fan. They retired his number. So... There's obviously a lot of emotional uh, bias there. Indeed, he's a talented player uh, for sure. But yeah, card- that is a very Adam Walker uh, market. Adam Walker, your rods, is uh, the old <laughs> player, same player to get, uh, to score and get booked. Um, okay, Group B. I've just
3: got. All I've right. just got a couple of others just to circle back round to England. Uh, somewhere on the card front, um, Bet UK. Have a market on uh, most uh, or the players that have the most cards for England. Uh I think Harry Maguire at six to one is a bet. Uh carded three times uh in the Euros, uh in the European Championships. Uh I think he averages a card sort of one in five for England. Um Luke Shaw's the favourite at seven to two, but I think Harry Maguire represents a bit of value at six to one. Uh so I'll be taking that. And just to loop round to your man of the match shout, bet 365 actually offer uh, offering man of the match uh, prices. So sixteen. Oh, must
0: have, one. I checked that earlier. They must have priced it up today. Go on.
3: Yeah, I've just literally had a look. Eunice Moose of 16 to 1 for man of the match against Wales.
0: Oh that wins. That wins. I yeah, I'm telling you that wins. Um, well, I mean, can't wait to see him start on the bench. Um <laughs> Bet UK, I saw on Oddschecker earlier, are offering a great uh, first-time deposit bonus. Be- uh, uh, deposit nineteen pounds, get sixty-six uh, in free bets. don't um, have to count with them. Is it
2: worth?
0: Will you get? Will you get a bet on? Well, I, have, I would not have thought so, mate. It's it's a small-time <laughs> UK bookie. I imagine you'll get two bets on and then get shot. Are they
1: the? Are they the ones that have got like the target symbol? They're, yeah, like, they're like the the mod yes. Modbet.uk or.
0: Very correct. Uh, great stuff. We've had we've had some great Bet UK shouts. Love it. Uh, <laughs> Group C. We do need to try and be quicker. I think, gents, that's my fault as well. Argentina, yeah. Mexico, Poland, and Saudi Arabia. I think we can be quite quick here. I'm assuming no one's got anything to say about Saudi Arabia.
2: Uh, no, I actually got a bit to say. Uh, not not a lot. Um okay. well, I think they just. I've noticed that in my in my research that it's 19 games since one of their games went overs. So they nice. that's quite incredible. Um, I appreciate Argentina will probably absolutely annihilate them, but it's probably something to notice. I mean, I imagine it will be very short in most of their games, but um, if this was, I kind of have this, I, I don't know anything about Saudi Arabia other than they don't really score any goals, but I've got this pencil in as could there be a shock in this group. You're probably think again, another, this has nothing to do with Arabian conspiracy theories, just Argentina will win this at a canter. Uh, Poland, are constantly disappointing at, uh, at tournaments and aren't particularly good form, and Mexico seems to be in a bit of bother as well, from what I can see. Could Saudi Arabia grind their way to some ropey second place finish? I think it's a it's a big shout. They will probably be absolutely garbage, but if there is gonna be a shot, it could be that. But yeah, again, unders in their games could well be the one. Nineteen games without going overs is ludicrous. I Uh, To be honest, I set that up because
0: I've got something to add about Saudi Arabia as well. I like their price to qualify. I completely agree. I think Mexico are a a mess. Argentina will go through. I'm very confident of that. Romero is probably going to miss most of the World Cup, it looks like. That's been announced in the last couple of hours. Or not even announced. It's been leaked in the last couple of hours. That's a miss. He's quality. Uh, But yeah, Saudi Arabia, I like to sneak sneak through. The bet I've got, apart from them to qualify... Is their top goal scorer? I do like a team top scorer, as as is becoming quite obvious. But I think this market is massively mispriced. The favourite in my mind should be, uh, in dis- Salim Al Dorsari at, and he is eight to one. Uh, the favourite in the market, fine, is no Saudi scorer a three to one. Fine of the players listed, uh, Elduswari, I, I believe, or Elder Sari, um should be the fav. He has got eighteen goals in thirty six. Wait, well, sorry, he did have eighteen goals in thirty six for his uh, Saudi club, whose name has escaped me, Al-Hilal, uh, last season. He's the only player to score double-digit goals in the squad, apart from, uh, sorry, in fairness, one guy's got 10, uh, he's got 17. Um, I just, and he takes pens, according to one fantasy write-up I wrote, I read by a guy called Mohammed Khashoggi. So Mohammed, I hope you're correct. Uh, I'm backing Salim Al-Dusari, isn't beat. that
1: the guy who got chopped up in the uh, the Turkish... Uh...
0: <laughs> not not ideal. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, Argentina looked, nailed on to win the group. I think walkie, uh for the first time in a long time, there are positive vibes around the team it looks like. Won the Copa America. Looks like the team is working to maximise what Messi is offering instead of sort of just trying to plough everything through him and hoping that he works wonders. It actually looks like it's set up to work with him. Um, I really like the Argentinians going into this World Cup. If they do miss Romero, that's not great, but he's not the world's best defender. Um, are you, you? your face suggests maybe you disagree?
1: Yeah, Argentina for me, I, I, I think they're being overrated everywhere I turn. I, I just don't see that they should be second favourites to me. I know they're on a very good run. They've got the monkey off their back by winning the the Copa America. But I, I look at that squad, and to me, it's it's not as good as it's been in previous years. When that when they've struggled, now I know they seem to have a system. But defensively, if you take Romero out of that, okay, Martinez is is doing well for United. I think those defenders are not good. So what Otamendi is going to start? Um, you're going to have the Atleti Molina at, at right back and. Who else plays? I don't know. But I think the midfield is is underwhelming. And then, yes, you have a Messi, um, but he's not the player he was three years ago. And the kind of surrounding cast of me are, are, are not in the, the leagues that they've been previously. So I don't really understand how they're second fabs. I, I don't really see that Brazil and Argentina should be the clear favourites to me. I, I know European teams are apparently in bad form, but Their form line for me is much stronger than than what the the South American teams have to do to qualify. Um, So, yeah, I I don't see them slipping up in the group, to be honest, but I do potentially see them not getting into the latter stages and that's why I've had a bit of a bet on them not to reach the quarterfinals at evens um, at Hills and just kind of adding on from that. I'd, I'd rather be on the European side than the South American side. Certainly in terms of Brazil and
0: Argentina. Interesting. So I, I completely disagree. I think the midfield is quality. Love Papu Gomez. Uh from again, from what I've read, uh, uh not Perende. playing well for Seville. 15 games. I'm, I'm not massively worried. He I've seen him play very well for the last three years, or for the three years prior to that for Atalanta. He in his few caps for Argentina, according to his name I cannot remember, who I was reading at The Athletic, said he looks like an absolute talisman. Um, And I think the surrounding cast around Messi sort of going forward is exciting. I think if Alvarez can get on the park, great. Di Maria scored two tonight in a friendly. I mean, it's not the world's most important thing, but he's scoring goals. That's important. Um, I, yeah, I really like Argentina. I think there is some quality there. Maybe it's The fact that every time I think about Argentina going to a World Cup, I remember that Diego Maradona selected a man called Ariel Garfe for the 2010 World Cup based on the fact that the night before his squad selection, he had a dream that Argentina won the World Cup and the only person (laughs) he could picture was Ariel Garfe. This is a man who hadn't played for Argentina for eight years previously to that. Um, So you're saying
1: they're slightly better managed these days? They're slightly better managed.
0: So interestingly, Scaloni, who's the manager, former uh, uh, player in Europe, of course, Lionel Scaloni, uh, He'd never had a management job before this. he never managed any team before this. He had been the assistant at Argentina for a bit and then got this job. But yeah, it's positive vibes. And I think that that does matter. It's, it's not the most important thing. I'm not saying they're going to win the World Cup based on the fact that it's positive, but that is important. Uh, you've seen teams with negative vibes before tend to fail. Uh, obviously, France, every second World Cup, come in as a shit show and, and often get knocked out of the group stage um yeah argentina for me i like to go far uh, but i have no bet on uh, anything to do with that i suppose i just i like i like them to win the group i like them to get 9 points in the group i think the rest of the group is really poor um aaron can you can, can you convince me of otherwise and if you cannot do you see Mexico, who are sort of World Cup group qualifying stalwarts? Um, they've they've been knocked out in seven straight second rounds. Do you see them joining Argentina going through?
3: Yeah, I mean I can't convince you against Argentina. Um, I've actually gotten gotten down to win. Uh, I think that they the, they have come in substantially since. Not to sort of after time, but um been backing them for quite a while um but obviously I think the price now is is it's sh- is, is short, and I wouldn't want to be backing them now at this price, even though I still do think they win um yeah i I think that they've they've learned to rather than relying on Messi they've learned to become a team um that plays well and allows Messi. Um, to play without that sort of um, that sort of stress and the fact that he is, even though he still is that their, their sort of talisman, there's not that pressure on him to provide as such anymore. And rather than him having to pull them out of games and them being very reliant on him, they, um, they can now play to sort of his strengths and, and allow him to, you know, ghost into those little pockets and pick up the ball and. and uh I think having Latoro uh, Lato Martinez uh as their centre forward. Um I mean I've got him down as as uh as potentially winning top goal scorer as well. I think at twenty-five twenty-five about twenty-five on average about twenty-five to one, I think is a is a big prize for a team that I expect to to go deep. Uh he's got seven goals in qualifying. Um he's got twenty-one in forty for Argentina. Uh, and I think he's another one that's benefited from them having this system now where Messi is 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 much more free to, to sort of play to his own strengths rather than sort of um, being relied, uh, too busy being relied on. Uh, okay. So yeah, that would be uh, obviously Argentina's my main pick for the outright, um, which also ties in with winning continents. So I think South South America um as the winning con- uh, continent uh, uh, it was 3 to 1 but it's now uh, sort of around 2 to 1 i think is is another bet to be had um and later later martinez as well um just to echo or just to move on to others in that group uh, yeah i think mexico for me finished second in that group um and probably go out in in the in the next round, as you've said. Um, they seem to be pretty consistent at that. And yeah. <laughs> it's not like them, yeah, I was going to say. Why change the habit
1: of a lifestyle.
3: Yeah, maybe, but uh, I just can't see it.
0: <clears throat> I think that's that's fair enough. For me, yeah, Mexico, not not a fan myself. I, I think that, yeah, seven consecutive second-round defeats, we, we've mentioned that now a number of times, but there's just... There's, just there's nothing that inspires any confidence, Uh, probably without Raul Jiménez. Certainly for some of it, maybe all of it, that's a massive issue. Um, But then again, he hasn't scored from open play since 2019 for Mexico. So is it an issue? Well, yes, because he's the talisman. Therefore, there's one sort of name that really stands out to me. This is a team that I don't think are going to progress far if they get anywhere with the second round. But even then, that's four games. I like Alexis Vega, top Mexican scorer at fourteen to one. Uh, he is on pens, assuming Jimenez doesn't play. He's on free kicks. Uh, he's the only player to have scored in multiple games for Mexico in the last uh, like sort of ten games. Um, so they've had a lot of different scorers. He's the only one to score in multiple games. Fourteen to one, Alexis Vega, top Mexican scorer. Uh, JK, anything else to add
2: on this group? Yeah, I'll try. Not Vasco. Not, basically, I completely agree. I'm on the Argentina hype train. haven't lost in 35 games. Whatever. Is there a team now? Um, Messi is a, a critical part of that team, obviously. Um, but yeah, more pressures off him. And I agree. Martínez, top goal. Agree. Um, I think that Messi golden ball is... I think it's 9-10 to 1. It's getting backed. It's more than fair. Like They don't have to win it for him to win that. Like If they get to the final, then... You know, it's it's one of them, it's scripted meant to be, he'll 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 win that. So yeah, completely agree on Argentina. Um, I think they'll will, they're probably worthy uh, yeah, price isn't great now, but um worthy favourites or near well, worthy one of the favourites to win it. Martinez, I will agree. Poland's finished bottom and that's, the, that's, that's uh,
1: Argentina could rack up the goals in this group as well, couldn't they? You could see him sticking a load past Saudi and yeah. Mexico are, uh, yeah. So that like, yeah. even if even if I don't think they'll go far, I do think that some of their players are a shape for, for top goal scorer. You know, well,
0: hey, this is a team that, of course, put, what, uh, seven or eight past Serbia Montenegro in 2006. I mean, it's not the same team, but, hey, there are still a couple of players in it. And, yeah, you every every tournament you seem to get one or two group games that see the team go off. And, yeah, for me, Argentina uh, could be, yeah, could be that team. Poland finished, bottom <laughs> JK, I like that. Uh,
1: Walker, just finish up this
3: group. You got anything to add? No maths. Great. I'm uh, great. great. Oh, oh, sorry, I'm, on, again, I'm just gonna. You know, I keep. I probably should have said this. You know, when I my a bit. One last bet that I've got on Argentina. I'm, I'm slowly realising that I'm far too invested in, um, Argentina already. Um, but Enzo Fernandez, uh, young player of the tournament, um thirty three to one uh been playing very well for benfica in the champions league um been linked with a move to the premier league uh and i think that uh he playing in that sort of <clears throat> sort of midfield holding role for uh for argentina i think thirty three to one's a fair shout for uh a team that i expect to win it and for one of their youngest players very nice Enzo Fernandez Yes.
0: Interesting. A name that I'm totally unfamiliar with. Uh okay, Poland's finished bottom for JK. Have you got a price for that, JK? Uh
2: I don't even written it down, no, apologies.
0: Okay, that's fine. Uh Poland's finished bottom. Uh Argentina not to reach the quarterfinals, says Adam Walker, that's even money. Uh, Argentina to win it six. Uh, you, I think you can get uh, about eleven to two. Lautaro Martinez twenty five to one to win the Golden Boot. JK and Aaron both like that. Enzo Fernandez, uh, Aaron. That was to do what? Sorry, to win A Young Player of the Tournament. Young Player of the Tournament was thirty three to one. Uh, and I like uh, Salim El Dazari and Alexis Vega to be top Saudi and Mexican team goal scorers respectively in that group at nines and fourteens. Group D, the final group of this half, uh, sees the reigning World Cup champions, France, come into uh, affairs. They take on Denmark, Australia and Tunisia. I think this is actually quite an interesting group in that I really want to say that I don't think France will go through this, the team looks an absolute mess but I look at the two teams that aren't Denmark and think oh no France are definitely going to go through because Australia <laughs> and Tunisia are dog shit uh, so I, I was listening to the Guardian Football podcast earlier and someone wrote in and said can someone uh, talk about France and not say that they are going to get knocked out in the group or win it I will I think France are going to finish second in the group and get knocked out by Argentina in the second round in a reversal of 2018 Uh I think Denmark are great. I really like the squad, apart from Casper Schmeichel, uh, who I think is basically the only goalkeeper. They they took they've taken two, um, but the other guy uh, is yes, is he's actually playing quite well for Union Berlin, I believe. But he's obviously never going to start over Schmeichel, who is um, like a talismanic figure for the team. But he's shit, seemingly. But everything else about Denmark seems to be. Right on track for me. They maybe peaked a little bit too early. Sort of. If you played this nine months ago, maybe or twelve months ago, maybe they would have had a better shot. Obviously, got robbed in the semi-final of the Euros last year by an absolutely atrocious penalty decision in extra time against England. And I, yeah, I, I, I like Denmark a lot. I think they're going to win this group. I think they're going to beat France, uh, but then I think France will uh, pounce all over Australia and Tunisia. Uh, and the dual forecast, which is probably, I think for me, is the one that's most nailed on, apart from the really obvious one of Spain Germany. Um, but the dual forecast here, uh, I really like, and the uh, straight forecast of Denmark France is the one that I'm playing. Uh, you can tell that I'm scrambling around for the uh, price because I have not written it down. Denmark France three to one, and that's a great bet. JK, you sort of were nodding your head throughout.
2: Yeah, you've kind of said summed up what I thought. I I'm looking for a way to, to think that France won't get through because everything that comes out of the camp seems a mess. I mean, it's hard to imagine someone with Mbappe and their team isn't gonna qualify, but Aust- you're right, Australia and Tunisia are absolute dirt. So it's hard to see them not gonna I think Denmark to win the group's absolutely belting bet though. Um the forecast, yeah, sounds like a sounds like a reasonable bet as well, just in case. They don't be. I think it's a it's a cracking. They've they've beaten them twice. The last twice they've played them, they've got their measure. And yeah, it's one of them you know a classic World Cup tale of like France, the previous winners crashing out spectacularly. But yeah, to see them lose to Australia and Tunisia would be would be quite something. But yeah, keeping it simple, this group, yeah, Denmark to win the group looks a belter for me. Um, Yeah, but France will some yeah finish second by default.
0: Okay, I think you mentioned Mbappe. I mean. I absolutely love Mbappé, of course. He's such an exciting football player. Missing Pogba, missing Kante, missing...
1: Mbappé, probably not as important.
0: But, yeah, missing Mbappé, that's a...
1: Yeah, that's that a killer blow to me.
0: Yeah, and, like, I like Camavinga. I like um, Ch- uh, I, I The France have got talent. I just don't see this as being a team that can really challenge to go far. And if they do happen, if what if, I if think is going to happen where they come second in the group and happen to face Argentina, I just think that that's a horrible draw for them. There, there will be worse group winners than Argentina. Walker, you were sort of putting a face whilst I was uh, on my Danish diatribe. Do you disagree?
1: No, no, I'm totally on board with Denmark. I just think we've potentially gone a bit too far in the, in the anti-France. Uh, like, I still think that's a squad that can win the tournament. In In my mind... I've always been of the opinion that, you know, France are, are so deep, so deep that, you know, they could release three squads and you'd, you'd fancy them all to do well. But, yeah, when when you look at the squad, the midfield is a, is a, is a real worry. When you think that, you know, Rabiat's going to play, Genduzzi's, you know, in the squad, which is amazing. But I think if Tchouameni and Kamavinga can have a decent tournament, then I think you can kind of play around that. Because at the back, you know, defensively, they're as strong as anyone, I still think. Um, oh, I'm not sure. Depends who they play, right? If they're, if they're playing Varane at the back, I'm not happy. Varane has been pretty good for United. Like uh, They could potentially play three at the back and play wing-backs. So I really like Theo Hernandez. I think he's a fantastic left-back. Um, Koundé, to me, is potentially the best centre-half in the world. Um sure. Mekano is pretty quality. Yeah. I mean, you've only got to look at the centre-halves that were left out of their squad, even with the injuries, to know that I don't think defensively they're going to struggle. Um, Saliva's obviously having a great season. I I just think they're strong defensively. And up top, if you can still play Mbappe, um, Griezmann. I I think Nkuku was a massive loss. Yeah, I I, I kind of circled him to potentially, you know, as a golden golden boot share. I I don't know whether he's definitely going to start, but, you know, you've still got Griezmann. You've still got Dembele, who's playing really well for Barca at the moment. Um, so I, I think they can still potentially win the tournament, even if they finish second. I obviously don't rate Argentina as high as everybody else. So if, if they do take that route, I, I can see them beating them. And then you get a pretty easy game because you're you're in the line of, of, of Group A. So I, I don't think they should necessarily be written off if they don't have a fantastic um, group. And I, I do have some concerns around the balance of their midfield. Um, the the one big weakness that's not been mentioned is the goalkeeper.
0: They have to play him because he's captain, but Hugo Loris is shit. Um, there's really no way around it. I'm a Tottenham fan. JK, you're a Tottenham fan. I can't imagine you're going you're to disagree. I like he's a Tottenham legend at this point. He's been there for 11 years, and he's a French legend. He's a 140 caps and has lifted the World Cup. But Jesus Christ, he's absolutely does it,
1: awful. Is he still one of those?
0: Yeah, it still
2: time. does it? Does it for the international team now? Like. No, inspirational, isn't he? Prone to a howler, but he's not shit, is he? Like you know, I mean,
0: he is. Shit. He he's been shit for Tottenham and pretty much been shit for France for the last year. He's a he's a. I think he's a massive weak spot in that team. A re, like a real problem. He's not a he's not the, to the same level as, as the Croatian goalkeeper at the World Cup final, where any shot on target went in. But <laughs> like he's 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 a real weak spot in this team and. Yeah, don't I don't love Hugo Lloris here, uh, Aaron France. Given your love for Argentina, I assume that you considered that France might finish second, given the quality of Denmark. So I'm assuming that you're not a massive French believer.
3: No, I I echo what I've, what's been said about Denmark. I think they top the group. Um, I think there's I think there's a fair bit of unrest in the in the French camp, uh, or, or certainly around the, the French camp in terms of the sort of the pragmatic style that Deschamps um seems to have adopted recently um they've also got to overcome the curse of you know uh, defending world cup champions that um that I don't think you can ignore um yeah i think zidane's already for me i think it's it might not have been announced but i'm pretty sure that zinedine zidane will be taking over from deschamps in the summer oh well, sorry after the tournament. Um, and I just, I think they'll, they'll finish second in the group. Um, like you said, uh, and um, they won't get past Argentina. Um, so yeah, I, that the, the Denmark, uh, Denmark to finish top France second angle is something that I'd written down as well. Nice. Uh, the only thing that I'd add on
0: this group is, I don't actually hate Tunisia in terms of like their talent. I think they're, they're not going to go through But there are, I think, many worse teams in the tournament than Tunisia, including one of them in the group. I think Australia are probably maybe the worst team in the World Cup. I think they're absolutely dreadful. Uh, I think Australia are comfortably going to get beaten in all three games, but including by Tunisia. Tunisia scored five goals in the last World Cup, fine, four years ago, but they've got a lot of that squad's core returning to a World Cup, including Wabi Kazri, former Sunderland legend Wabi Kazri, uh, who I will be backing uh, to be the top Tunisian goal scorer at eight to one. Uh, I he, think they're, they're going to
1: be pretty filthy as well, the Tunisians. They got 15 cards across their eight games to, to qualify for the World Cup. Lovely. And having watched one of their midfielders, um, Hannibal, who we've got on at Birmingham, from he's, he's just a,
2: he's he's a, a walking card. Yeah, he's a
1: madman. Um,
2: yeah, great player, but a walking card. Lovely. Yeah, on the subject of cards, the only there's not, other than our friends at Bet UK, I've just checked the pro, like, so I can't really put it up as a proper bet. But the only other bet I've got circled is for Gianni Sassi to be most cards if they release a market. I think we have about six to one for Tunisia. Just in, I think in three, a couple more than everybody else, basically, over the kind of last 10 games or so that uh, I looked at. And I thought it might be a decent price. So just one I'd highlighted. But yeah, can't possibly, until someone else goes out with the market.
0: What you yeah, yeah, I
2: think they were six they were six to what they're, they're six to one. they're
0: the only firm out about four so Johnny it. sassy most booked Tunisian at six to one Adam, you like mejbury to to get i mean so that's the thing is obviously at this point we've got the match markets, so for instance, Tunisia against Denmark uh, uh hannibal mejbury uh I don't know no card markets yet, but there will be card markets eventually, so that we, is one to keep in mind uh. I
3: in that same market that was just mentioned with Bet UK, Hannibal is sixteen to one for most cards for Tunisia, which I think has got a, a little bit of legs. Based on, I, I think he he was sort of um, he, he picked up a few for Birmingham, uh, and then was, was uh, sort of someone had a, a word in his ear, basically telling him to calm down a bit. But I think up against better opposition um, in a World Cup, I think sixteen to one. Uh, just look yeah, at that. Yeah, it's
1: a good bet. He's very excitable. we've had to take him off in a couple of games. Oh, I've, really
0: seen him play, I've only ever seen him play one game and it was in the United-Liverpool game at the end of last season where he came on for a <laughs> five-minute five cameo and nearly broke someone's leg, I think, and like put in about eight horrendous reducers uh, and got himself booked, of course. He came on in the 89th minute or whatever. Uh, absolutely sensational to see. Absolute <laughs> 16 legend.
1: 16-1, to one, um, I can definitely get on board with. Uh, anything else to add in this that, group? Yeah, just, just a couple more from a French perspective from me. I know the rest of us aren't keen, but one bet I do like, and, you know, this is very much dependent on him, him starting, um, but I think he's got a good chance, potentially, if Griezmann doesn't play well first game, is Dembele in assists. So, in his last 26 starts with Barca um, in 2021-21-22, he's got 18 assists from 16 games. So Not 16 games, sorry, but he's got 18 assists over that period. Um, and yeah, he's he's sixteen to one to have the most assists in the tournament. 16 the on other one thing, the tournament. yeah, the other thing I kind of like is, you know, I think Denmark will be successful, but they're going to spread their goals around. Like they, they don't really have a centre forward who's going to bag goals here. That you know they've got Braithwaite, um, they've got the lad Yusuf Olsen, but yeah. I think potentially backing Andreas Skov Olsen or or Damsgard at nines and thirteens is is a pretty good bet.
0: So. I looked at that market because I completely agree. It's very open. Love, I like the Scott Bolton Um Damsgaard was someone I backed in pretty much every Euros game to score. Um, of course, famously scored kick against England to score the first goal. Cheers, Mikhail. Uh But he hasn't played at all, like basically for Brentford all season. And it does just make me wonder, given the sort of depth in that squad, if he'll get much time on the pitch. He
1: barely, he barely played for Sampdoria though, and he, he, he. he... Okay. Uh, th- th- this manager seems to fancy him, but yeah, th- that is a, that is a worry. I, I think that's why he's such a big price at thirteen, really. Yes.
0: Okay. So that was Ousmane Dembele sixteen to one most assist in the tournament, and then Damsgaard and Skov Olsen to be top Danish goal scorers. Uh, I'm looking at three six five of that market. You can get Skov Olsen at uh, seven to one, and Damsgaard at fourteen to one. Yes, lovely. Okay, that's the end of part one. Uh, just a quick review of the bets. Uh, your sort of best bet so far, gents. Aaron,
3: best bet so far. Uh, I'll go with uh, Group A Netherlands winner Qatar last place at fifteen to eight.
0: Oh, okay. And on uh, put your tin hat on, J.K. Big disagreement, of course. What's your best bet so far? From all of it, uh, this is sort of the ones that we've talked about. Uh, Denmark, Denmark to win Group D. Denmark to win Group D. I've not even written that down for you. Uh, I'm, I should be. I should be doing the group price. I did three one. I, thought, I, didn't, I think it was three to one. But uh, Denmark group winners at three to one. Lovely. Uh, Walkie, your
1: best bet so far. I don't think I mentioned it, but yeah, Wales to finish bottom at four to one.
0: Wales to finish bottom at four to one is the best bet you've got so far. Although you did not say it at the time. Good stuff. Uh, at four to one, you well, you did have a run to finish second, is fairness, as well. So that's what we led on there. My best bet so far is Salem El Dazali to be the top Saudi scorer at nine to one. I think that is an absolutely incredible bet. Man just scores one goal and he's won. <laughs> um, yeah. scoring one goal. well, obviously, the <laughs> best not so far is Yunus Musa to be man of the match against Wales at 16. <laughs> But um, yeah, I mean, I actually like all of my vets equally. I'm sure they're all going to win. Uh, right. We are going to take a break uh, and you'll have to download episode two of the 2022 World Cup preview podcast in order to hear us continue chatting. Uh, but for now, thank you very much,
1: James Kennedy. Pleasure. See you shortly. Sure. Thank you very much, Adam Walker. Anytime, brother. And thank you very much, Aaron Crosby. Very much. It's been a pleasure.